Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never-before-told stories from the people of Detroit. You're listening to the Cat's Meow Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat's Meow. We have our special people here today. My name is Sharon, and we have Deidre Deescent Smith, and hey. we have Kathy Griffith. Fudge. Fudge. Okay. I'm I add all, all the names. Um, this is going to be a fun show today. So we want to welcome everybody to the Cat's Meow. Thanks, we, um Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, a lot of stuff going on in the world. It is. A lot um, of stuff. You know, craziness. This is, you know, I'm going to watch some Saturday Night Live skits, but because I know they're funny um, at the expense of us nonetheless. But let's go ahead and get it started. So welcome, everybody. How y'all doing today? I'm doing great. It's I'm, good to see y'all. I'm doing good. good I'm above dirt. I'm good. There we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. We, it's we, good to see you. Yeah. Good to be seen. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Kathy. I know your schedule is busy and... Me and Deidre be fumbling around trying to figure out stuff, and our schedule is just busy. You know, that's what that's what shot callers do. So, okay, thank you for making time <laughs> to sit like with us. Boss. <laughs> thank you for taking time to sit with us. We wanna, we wanna, we wanna make the show light. So, I'm about to let Deidre take over in a sec. What, what, what we wanna do is, of course, know about your work, right? Because we always wanna talk about people's work, special projects they have, or whatever. But then we just want to know about you, because we always all we all we talk about is work. We that want to talk about each other. Yeah. Like work leads our lives sometimes, but I do have a personal life. So okay, I can appreciate that. Okay, okay, cool. All right, I'm gonna take it away. So, Kathy, tell us a bit about yourself, your background, where you grew up, sure. <laughs> how you came up, the joys of that. Okay. Well, Deidre, you know, it's early and I don't want to be all rigid and feel like I'm in a work setting. <laughs> so I'm going to just kick it with you. Yeah, Can please do. This is girl so, talk right here. When we started talking about Kathy Griffin, I am, first of all, let me just say, I'll be 48 next week. Okay. And yeah, I just look like skin. this. So. <laughs> all taught. Come on. So, you know, um, I grew up in Detroit. I'm a native Detroiter. I am a product of Detroit Public Schools. Um, I went to Texas Southern University for two semesters. Look, for two semesters, came back home, graduated from Wayne State University with a bachelor's degree in child psychology. Um, I come from a single parent home. Of course, that father was absent. Um, but you know, I came, I come from a long line of strong women mm-hmm. where, you know, women rule mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, as far as my background, that's all I can say as far as I, how I was raised. But I'm also the second oldest of six siblings. So I got some um, siblings under me that say, you think you are a mama? And I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, so, yeah, that's my background as far as education and all of that. I really don't get off into gr- degrees and this degree and that mm-hmm. degree because I feel like life experience is what really matters and what really count. Like, you don't know shit. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to. No, you, you oh, can't. Okay. You don't know shit until you Free do speech. it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's you got to right. do something. 
and you can't tell me nothing until you've done it. That's right. And so you can read a textbook all day long, but if you have not actually put your work in 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 progress, then I, you know, degrees mean nothing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really don't get off into that. But I am an old lady now. I've been in the field of my background is HIV prevention and education. I did that for over twenty years. Um, and just recently started working for the Ruth Ellis Center, doing what I absolutely love, and that's creating safe spaces for women and girls. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about that, okay. about the CLQ program and the Kofi House and All your right. position there and what that entails. Okay, wonderful. Well, CLQ stands for Center for Lesbian and Queer Women and Girls. I am an out lesbian. I've probably been out since I was like five years old. <laughs> 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 no, for real, that's real shit. I was in love with the lady that lived across the street. Uh-huh. And she was a teacher. Uh-huh. Was oh, the teachers, baby. Like, do do. She would be like, little girl, go home. <laughs> so as early as five years old, I knew that I was different. I knew that I love I had a love for women that I could not explain. I knew that I just love women. Um mm-hmm. I instantly clicked with them and I am just that. I am everything women, all kind of women, black women, white women, just mm-hmm. women because I believe that women rule the world and mm-hmm. without us, there would be nobody else because we are the bearers of people. And so um, real early, I knew that it was something. Um, I didn't get off into the identifying as gay or lesbian until later on down the line. That's what college is for. <laughs> figure it out. You play around with some girls, you play around with some boys, and you figure out what's you. So, you know, I went through that. I did that, and I am who I am. And one of the things that I'm proud about is that I, I can, in 2021, identify as an African-American lesbian woman and live my life in the fullness of who I am with no regrets. Because yeah. I love me, and I love what I'm doing, and I have some wonderful women that have actually, um, whose shoulders I stood on to make it easy for me. And so that's one of the things I love. So about my work, the Ruth Ellis Center decided that they wanted to include lesbian and queer women. Um, historically, um, that the Ruth Ellis Center had not been a, a, a space of lesbian women. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, fo- the definite focus was transgender women and transgender women of color. Mm-hmm. Ruth Ellis was a woman and she was out and she was African-American and she was proud about it. So it didn't make any sense to have something named the Ruth Ellis Center and not have programming reflecting and carrying on her legacy. Mm-hmm. And so some people sat down. Sharon was part of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and some talks went on. And I think you was part of that group, Deidre. <laughs> yeah. And you guys decided, like, enough is enough. And let's see how this is going to work. And I was just very grateful and I'm very honored to be in a position to actually um, represent that person of lesbian and queer women. So they created the CLQ program, which is the Center for Lesbian and Queer Women and Girls. And the program got started, the work got started around 2019, February 2019, um, focus groups and things of that nature. Women really wanted to know, well, what do y'all need? Y'all say y'all want a safe space. What should that safe space look like? Mm -hmm. And so the work of creating that space began. And so what happened was they... uh, I worked for Matrix Human Services. I got laid off. The position went up. It came up on Indeed. I applied. I got an interview. Um, one of the things that I can actually say that I really, really, really love about that program is it's community-led, mm-hmm. it's community-focused, and it's about community. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. I'm just the person that unlocked the door and structured the shit all together. You know what I'm saying? And don't you find that's ideal for a successful program you... You actually ask 
Absolutely. the folk that you're supposed to be serving. Absolutely. How to best assist them. Absolutely. Right? We have a community advisory board who we work very closely with. Um, so it's not about what I think we should be doing and what I think is a good program or what I think should be happening, but those things came from the community. Mm -hmm. So the services that we have put in place and the programming that we have put in place came from the community. The community said, hey, we need this. Let's do this and let's do that. And so the Ruth Ellis Center was open enough to start building programming and building the Kofi House around that needs assessment that took place. That's mm -hmm. African-American and white women, you know, just women said that they needed um, lesbian identifying women, bisexual identifying women, self, you know, just self identifying women said that they queer girls, whatever, said that they needed. And so that's how we got to where we are today. I love it. What, what are um, some of the programs you all offer over there now? So some of the programs that we offer, our focus with COVID, I'm going to just tell you this, COVID has really, really put, um, the program was structured for face-to-face -face interaction, mm -hmm. um, empowerment workshops, after-school tutoring, and things of that nature. But what I've done is I started taking everything and doing it virtually. Um, we also had, had and still have a contract with Detroit Public Schools for it to be like a drop-in after-school type center. But of course, with COVID-19 out, all of that, we're still working to try to figure out how to outreach to our youth mm -hmm. that's in high school um, virtually. Um, one of the things that I absolutely love about our program. I'm just saying, make sure you talk in the mic. Okay, I'm sorry. One of the that's things okay. that I absolutely love about our program is intergenerational. It's right. not just, you know, our focus is youth, but we have, we just focus on women. So right. women of all ages. So one of the programs that we have, we do this um, girls chat monthly on Zoom where all women and girls, queer identifying, come together and talk about what's on your mind, community events, this Trump junk. Um, we don't like to get a lot into politics and religion, but sometimes it do come up and it's things that have to be addressed because if it's on your mind, let's get it out. Let's talk about it. You know, so we that's one of the things that we do. Another thing that we do, we have a community closet where any low-income woman or anybody that's in need of anything, um, feminine hygiene products, pads, liners, tampons, mm -hmm. they can come to the coffee house and get that stuff monthly for free, mm -hmm. um, visit our clothing closet. They might not want to go to 77 Victor, so we have made that in our house. We also focus on parenting, so we have parenting classes once a month for women that are single parents, and they, women, you know, it's hard out here just because you lesbian. Some lesbians have kids and That's we need right. to be able to navigate through what that look like from a lesbian standpoint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And not be discriminated against and not feel weird because, yeah, I'm lesbian, but what, I ain't supposed to have no kids? That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, That's you know, right. I get that all the time. And the stigmas around that is just, it, we need to tap That's into that. That's a whole nother show. I mean, we need Sharon, to get into let that me know one. when you're ready. Yeah, we could talk about it. <laughs> Another know. one is Masculine Identifying Women Support Group. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes if you look different, people look at you funny. But you should That's be right. able to walk these streets and show up in spaces in the fullness of who you are. So we And be have, loved. And be loved. And be cool with being cool you with are, your yeah. look and be comfortable in your own skin. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's us. I think it's other people that make us uncomfortable yeah. in our own skin. Yeah. You know, so um, masculine identifying women support groups, that's another um, program that we offer. And the list goes on and on. Again, all of our programming and all of our focus and our empowerment workshops and things of that nature are community focused. Mm -hmm. So we do another empowerment workshop for the love of her with yes. Amika Edmonds. I know you're familiar yeah. with her. She come in, it's a, a four week series, six week series, but she can wrap it up in mm -hmm. four weeks. Um, just about women, what's important to them, 
what love looks like healthy and health in a healthy relationship. Yes. <laughs> so those things are important because a lot of times we as women, we get into relationships with women and feel like, oh, because she a woman, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna get my ass beat. But that's mm-hmm. not always well, necessary. There's something else we don't talk mm-hmm. about is domestic violence. Absolutely. Domestic violence. Same sex domestic violence. Mm-hmm. We that's something else that we really don't touch that's on. Right. But the Kofi House is a place of women's empowerment. It's a drop-in center. Come by, try on some clothes, mm-hmm. make you a cup of coffee, um, watch um the TV. We got Netflix streaming all day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have little events like our last event around that we had in September was the women's um, friendship brunch um, that went over really, really well. So I try to do, and it's been really hard with COVID, but I try to do one big event to bring the community and keep the community engaged once a month. And some of them are virtual and some of them are face-to-face, but we do it in a way that we're practicing COVID-19. And shout out to Dr. Cheryl Simmons for... Yes, shout out Dr. Cheryl Simmons. Cheryl Simmons, is she's so dope. She is everything. When I say everything, she (laughs) is a woman of... I call her a modern-day Mother Teresa because yeah. when I think about her, her whole thing is um, clean water being being a human right. That's mm-hmm. right. It sure is. And, one. and you would you wouldn't imagine how many places. And I know I'm getting off topic. No, you're not. Future, but no, no, that's a great no. There, there is water. no off topic and off road and oh, far, okay. that, there, there is wherever we go. Okay, that's where we're supposed to be. Okay. Go ahead, Le- okay. lead us into that. Yeah, so I just had to mention that a little bit, Sharon, because she all about clean water and sanitation. Mm-hmm. Third world country. She was really big on the Flint project. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when I tell you my mentor, I look to her. Mm-hmm. I look to her because she is a woman who is an ally and got her act together and again helping pave the way for women like us. She um she she actually so you know how you she made me feel bad. She didn't even say nothing, but going to her things and talking to her and really seeing how important the water situation is in other countries. You know how you wake up in the morning, you just turn the water on and it's Take just it running and yes. running. Nope. I'm like, nope, I can't do that no more. So That's I right. try to be very intentional about making sure I don't waste water. Yeah. You know, and That's I think right. COVID just made us look at a lot of things, right? We look at a lot of things that we take for granted, and you start to appreciate things differently. Absolutely. But since we're talking about her, that was one thing, and I was like, I can't be wasting water like that. Exactly. You know how I feel about Do that you water? understand how difficult yeah, it is exactly. for some people to just get water to drink or brush their teeth, and yes. here I am just running Absolutely. gallons of water. Yeah. Gallons I didn't even water. think about that shit, yeah. until she really came into my life and was like, this is what I do, and this is why I do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. so you just heal the world and feed the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she gets youth involved in that stuff, And too. she does mm-hmm. get youth involved in that that's important because you know the youth are our future. Yep. You know, that's, a, so. that's a great segue into my next question was how successful the intergenerational component is oh for the program. What have, has the age gap in especially in the lesbian community somewhat closed? I would say, you know what, that intergenerational component is so, so important. I don't think that we could have the Center for Lesbian and Queer Women and Girls and not it not be intergenerational. Um, reason being is because it's more to being gay or lesbian than just putting on some boy clothes and saying, this is what I'm going to do. You need our elders to teach you. You need elders mm-hmm. to show up in the fullness of who they are and say, listen, this 2021, but in 1980, Lesbians and gays looked a whole lot different. Talking mm-hmm. about taboo and underground, it was mm-hmm. so taboo and underground. You didn't know people was gay unless you knew they was gay. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Unless yep. you had the keys to be in that underground scene. 
And so even that history is not something that's talked about a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not a lot of documentation on lesbian and queer women from back in the 70s and, and the 80s. And I find myself not only because I've dated older women in the past, mm-hmm. <laughs> but and my wife is older, but you know, <laughs> I find myself engaged in, in conversations with older women because from then, from like, let's say 19, I was born in 73. So mm-hmm. it was gay women in 1973, but they were just so... It was just so taboo. Nothing was talked about. Like you really could. You had to literally. You like me? Yes or no? Write it on a note and pass it (laughs) and burn it and burn it. That's when you was done. Because you know you could be fired from your job. You could be lynched. You could be killed. You could be beat up because that wasn't okay. And so those stories and that history is so important for you to know today. And. The way that things were done then versus the way things are done now. And I don't like to get off into this because I'm not, I don't identify as a stud. But one of the things when I came out and I grew up, studs was different. This definition of studs now, I don't know what, I, don't, I, don't, I ain't trying to be funny, but I don't know, I don't know what that is. What like, about to say? I, I, I don't know what that is. Like, just because you put on some boy clothes, honey, don't make you no stud where I come from. I mean, <laughs> how I came out. I mean, and that's a whole nother conversation. So, that intergenerational component, Deidre, is so, so important yes, it because is. it teaches our young people the full definition of what it's like, not so much concentrating on being gay or being masculine identifying, but the whole person. Mm-hmm. What that looks like when you have a kid, what you do indirectly affects your family, how you show up indirectly affect the people around you. So that intergenerational component is so, so important. And we would not be able to have a CLQ program without that intergenerational component. Absolutely. You so, know, I don't turn no woman away. Yes, our youth is our focus is youth, and we know who our focus is, but we are it's an intergenerational program. Yeah. I think what I love most about that and having elders in the room is um unfortunately in our community, a lot of us have been ostracized by family, black Absolutely. family. Mm-hmm. And we've been displaced out of a Absolutely. lot of places where we should have a soft space to be. Absolutely. And you need an elder to say, It happened to me too. Mm-hmm. Or you know, this is how I navigated around that or Come in, come into my love. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying in the healthiest ways. And I think when we overlook our elders and we overlook what they have to instill in us, we really do a disservice to the next generation and, and the elders. Absolutely, because we do. It, do Do you know what it feels like? And I'm certain, I'm certain all of us do to be sitting on a wealth of knowledge from experience, right? From heartbreak, from joy, from whatever your life has dished out to you. And to have all this to bestow and not be able to do so, right? it right. eats you up like guilt. Right, it does. It eats you up like shame. So it's great that you all have that going on over there. And I, I really respect that part of it because had it not been for surrogates in my life that stepped in, I don't know, I probably would have lost my mind. I feel the same way, Deidre. I, I really do. And, you know, one of the things that I stood firm on when I accepted the position is that I understand Ruth Ellis' focus and we not forgetting young people, but it definitely for it to work for women, it has to be intergenerational. I think it's a cultural thing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and in sure. our culture, the black culture elders. Yeah. Are put on a pedestal, they, right? They lead, and and it's it's not just about being LGBTQ, but just in general. I Absolutely. think that we're losing sight of the connection between younger people and older people. Yeah, and what younger people need to realize is one day you will be older. Absolutely, yes. one day you're going to want to be heard. That doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean <laughs> that your opinions and experiences are invalid because you're listening to someone older, right? 
that just means you're learning from. And you know what else? Mm-hmm. Older people like to learn from younger people. They do. Too. Yes, they do. They do. My they favorite do. poet. My favorite poet. She just released a book. She releasing another one next month. I don't know. It's about Wakanda. Black Panther. Is Nikki Giovanni. I love mm, Nikki I Giovanni. I love her. Come on now. Nikki Giovanni is the reason that I like speaking. I went to see her speak and she was just so charismatic with it. She just, I mean, it was jokes. It was seriousness. It was tattoos. It was Tupac. It was everything. But what what she does is is be very intentional about the discussions that need to happen between younger and older people. Mm. And her as an elder honoring younger people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when we get them all in a room, like magic starts to happen. And I've seen it, it at it the Kofi house. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've seen it at the mixer. And I think yeah, the youngest person was like 16. Yeah. And the oldest person was like 70 something. Yes. And mm-hmm. everybody was kicking it and having a good time. And that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that, Sharon. I think um, culturally it has a lot to do with, um, it has a lot to do with it as well. But for me, I think that that's another reason why I've had so much success in um, developing a program. You know, myself in the community developing the program is because when you look at the community advisory board, <clears throat> it's built of young and older women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which really is what I need to make the program work. Um, one of the things that I know is this, Deidre, about <clears throat> programming and programs I've developed programming for over 25 years, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I know for sure is if you have the right things put in place and your focus is your focus, the money will come. You better believe it. And one of the things that I can absolutely say is as far as finding Sharana, you can attest to this. The COQ was doing well. Uh Um, I've had women from Seattle, white women, donate money, donate (laughs) iPhones, donate computers. You know what I'm saying? To really see this thing off the ground. I've had um, shout out to um, Detroit One Church, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Seals. He, just for Christmas, he sent us like $200. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just because he, not to the Ruth Ellis Center, to the COQ program. Because he yeah. wants this program to be successful. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, it's people out there that's just watching and so happy that we have a safe space now. Now, my next concern, <clears throat> and I know COVID is in place, we have it. Let's utilize it. Mm-hmm. When I have something come, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When I send out a flyer or an invitation, just show up. You don't have to stay the whole time, mm-hmm. but show up. Let's utilize the space because we've been hollering and screaming and crying, talking about we don't have nowhere exactly. to go. And let don't me tell nobody- y'all, when you do show up, you're treated with such hos- hospitality. <laughs> oh, when I showed up, because I, honey, you know me. Okay. And when I showed up, you and the missus gave me such warmth and the hospitality in I remember getting into a deep conversation with B and um, we were sitting off in the kitchen mm-hmm. away from everybody else, but you still sought me out and yeah. and I, I wanted a turkey burger. <laughs> I wanted to be a real warm <laughs> and, and Here place. you were and you were just, I, 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 I watched you navigate the room and check on everybody and mm-hmm. it had such a welcoming feel inside that house. It's already a peaceful space. It is a peaceful space. And to add that, hospitality to it too that gathering it was just it was beautiful well thank mm-hmm. you I really appreciate that because I ain't trying to talk about nobody program but I have entered spaces on the other side of 8 Mile that didn't feel very warm and welcoming mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and y'all know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. and so for me Sharon, that was one of the things that I was like, nah, everybody welcome here. Mm-hmm. Transgender woman if you a woman right. that love women you welcome I don't care mm-hmm. transgender women that's right. Queer, whatever you self-identify is, it doesn't matter. The whole what matters is that you are a woman that love women. You know what? And that's 
that's one of the things where, and I think you touched on a couple of things because it's, you, you said the person as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I talk about all the time. I don't care how you identify. Right. I just care about who you are. Right. And I feel like we spend so much time trying to fit in the boxes that, that somebody else said we need to fit in because of how we look. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Who says? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when we go there, and 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 I love women as well, but we're nurturers. Right. And you feel that. You feel that. And not just because of how I look. I can be, I'm nurturing too when I'm there. Like, do you need, do you need to you cheer? You are. You know right. what I'm saying? But that's because that's who we are and that's what that place makes you feel like. Not necessarily... Oh, because you have on baggy pants, you got to do... No, right. yeah, everybody that's, that's just comes together. Yeah. Oh, everybody come together and we have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you really feel light when you leave and loved. It's like that's real right. talk, seriously. Thank that's you. Right. And, I, and, that's, and that's community. It's mm-hmm. not a reflection of me. Again, mm-hmm. I'm just the person with the keys to the building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of the things, though, when you have frontline workers, I think that it's important that your frontline workers represent your program and represent your agency. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that frontline person should be warm and should be welcoming and should be make you feel like you're in a place where you are welcome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that is my whole thing right now. Of course, it's just me. I don't have no staff. I have volunteers. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I say to my volunteers is that we want to create a warm, welcoming space, no matter what. Because you don't know what people show up on that porch with. You know what I'm saying? And so because of that, I want it to be a space where you feel like you at home, where you feel like you can come and just put your purse down, lay down, whatever, wallet down, whatever, and feel family or feel a sense of warmth. So that was important to me when, Mm -hmm. when we started, you know, building the program and trying to figure out and navigate this thing about what it would look like. Now, on the administrative part, that's a whole nother show. You know, <laughs> I was going to ask you, that these are some of the joys of the program in your position. What are some of the harder aspects of the job? Well, for me, one of the harder aspects of the job is COVID has really put a damper on my program. One, because, um, again, the program was built with face-to-face interaction. Um, women need that. We need face-to-face interaction. We need to touch each other sometimes. I mean, people, period, need that. But with COVID put in place, it has, you know, taken a, taken us two steps back, um, but not to the point where we can't be who we are in the fullness of who we are. I feel that. So, so what, what, are we, what are we expecting? To co- you know what? I look at it like this, though. Because you started and then COVID happened. Like, I you, did. You couldn't. But... But think about it this way. I think it kind of was a blessing mm-hmm. because it still gave you a chance to to set up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when it when COVID is over, what it, I don't know what the hell happening. But once it's over, I feel like it puts you ahead of the game because you had so much time to sit in it, plan, prepare, it did. have things ready. So what can we? What's to come? So what's to come is. A whole bunch of look. A whole bunch of stuff is to come. Okay. Uh, everything that I'm doing virtually, I'm some stuff I'm gonna keep virtually. Um, like my girls' chat, my girls' night, um, my masculine identifying um support group. Some things we're not gonna go back to face to face with. Some things we're gonna keep virtually because sometimes people don't. Have, transportation is a barrier. Sometimes people work. Sometimes you know all different things. So. That's one of the, some of the stuff that I'm already doing, I'm definitely going to keep virtually, but there's other things that we're going to do that's going to be face-to-face. Um, one thing that's going to be annual is our Women's Friendship Brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a face-to-face interaction. That's something that's going to happen, and it's something that needs to be done face-to-face. We're, we are going to bring some face-to-face programming back. 
um, like our behavioral health side of things. Okay. Um, for people to be able to sign up for individual therapy and th- group therapy, I would like to see that happen face to face. So That's those sweet. are a couple things. That's sweet. Yeah. And I know that the center around the corner, we we broke ground, or I haven't driven past there. The apartment building. Yeah, that'll be in close proximity. That's right around the corner. That's right around the corner. Literally a block away. Yeah, it will be. Sweet. So we know all about the Kofi House, all about the center, all about the programming and the plans and everything and the energy that Kathy has put into it. Yes. What what Kathy wants us to know about Kathy? Um, know that I am for my community. Um, I definitely, a lot of times when I first got into the work, I didn't see myself as a community activist, but I feel like I am. I feel like I was called to do this work. I feel like this is my passion and my purpose, and that's why I'm here. Stop by the Coffee House, 135 Hazelwood, Detroit, Michigan, 48202. Anytime, <laughs> come back, come see me. Sometimes I'm lonely over here. Make sure you have on a mask because I'm going to sanitize you down. <laughs> <laughs> I, had one, I, had, I had one question I, got, Go I just got to know. So I see Danny Woods is in the building, so yes, I just yes, wanted to give yes. a shout out to Danny, yes, Officer Danny, Danny Woods. Showed up. So yes. we have a newly elected president and vice president, the latter of which is a member of the Divine Nine. Hey! Oh, oh did I get too excited? <laughs> and one of your sorority sisters, <laughs> can you reflect sisters. on the significance of that moment and see that? Let me tell that. you this. When I tell you I never thought that I would live to see mm-hmm. a black woman in the White House like that, and not only a black woman, but my soror... <laughs> I mean, you know, I, that's a whole nother show, DJ. We could get on the AKA stuff and I could talk to you <laughs> till about 12 o'clock and Danny, I have to go. But I, I am going to say this. Um, keep living. Keep doing the work. This is on the, only the beginning. Things are not going to be as easy as we think. We're going to have to put in some work and I'm here for it. We're going to have to support her, have her back, not judge, not talk about what she got on, not talk about if she wearing weave or not. None of that matters. What we're going to have to do is step up and support her because it's not going to be an easy space or an easy ride for her. Um, I think she got her work cut out for her just based on what she she's walking into a whole bunch of shit. And so let's... Um, Support her in that. And not only that, educate your community. People don't do, when people know better, they do better. So let's educate our people. Let's let them know when you vote, this is what happens and this is what that means. So let's just educate our community. Let's educate our people and let's support her in it as well as our president. But I'm excited. I'm here for it. Now, now, the Coffee House did a voter registration drive. We did. And something that I'm always talking about too, because there were other Intricate players in this, right? Yes. Where you had Stacey Abrams, like, yes. you know, Dana Nasser, you know, because I love her. And she, I know, she she not for the shit. She was like, y'all not getting in this <laughs> motherfucker. We count bitches Absolutely. go. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's important. Rashida. Rashida's yes. amazing. Yes. You know, all of them. I love the whole clique. It's important to not just focus on the presidency. It is. It's important to focus on all levels of government. We got to pay attention to all levels of government because had we not... It, it would have been a, a cluster. It could have been, but let me tell you about Sister Stacey Abram, but auntie. <laughs> she said, baby, I, I lost, but watch me work. Oh, for real. And, and when real I talk. say I have mad support for a sister like yes. that and yes. mad love for a sister like that, because what she did was she said, I'm going to take this L and turn it into a W. So mm-hmm. her, her, you know, sometimes you got to lose the win. And that's exactly what she did. She is a perfect example a of perfect fuck example. the title, I'm going to do the work. 
Everybody need a title. Everybody needs a title. You don't need shit. You can still do the work. Absolutely. It means nothing. She didn't walk out of there with her lip poked out, pouting, talking about the white man. This the white man that she said, okay, no problem, but watch me work. I got you. Watch me work. And did she get 100,000 people registered to vote in the state of Georgia? Tenacity. Didn't she? But but that's what we do. Not trying to be funny, but you know, I support her and I love her, but that's what we do. Black women have been historically doing that this whole time. We just don't get our credit all the time. But we've been doing that. I mean, but I'm just glad that she got the light and was able Mm -hmm. to, you know, do what she's good at. Mm -hmm. And 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 for that, you are absolutely right, Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, yes. you've been an absolute joy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're looking good. Thank you for having me. And I love you so much. No makeup on. I wanted to come in here looking okay. like Danny Woods. Look at me. You can't catch okay. me on Sunday. You can't catch me on the Sunday with no, with no mascara on. But y'all did it, so you know I love y'all. Because people don't you see me out of drag. You know we love you, too. I love you. And it's so good to have you. All right. Thanks for All having right me. Now. All right. You. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Remember to like. Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.